0: You are listening to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, episode number 31. I cannot tell you how many times people have asked me this question and how many times I've asked it of myself. The question is this, how do I tell the difference between narcissistic behaviors in other people and the old programming and fears that I have inside of myself? And this is a really heavy topic Believe me, I know because I've asked this question to myself a thousand times. It's scary after you finally escape a narcissist. You've already doubted yourself because of their criticisms and their control of you and their brainwashing and the conditioning. You probably feel a lot of anxiety because it seems like everyone you meet is a narcissist. But how do you tell the difference? How do you know who is and who isn't? And if it's you or if it isn't you, this is one of the most challenging things we face as survivors of narcissistic abuse. I remember this really clearly. It was about three weeks after I escaped the narcissist, and I was already moved out, and the kids were with their dad that weekend. I decided to go to church, so I was sitting there all alone in the pew, and I was trying to listen to the priest, but I'm totally distracted. I can't focus at all because I'm scanning the church and all the people around me. And you know what I was thinking? He's a narcissist. She's a narcissist. The priest is probably a narcissist. The piano lady's probably a narcissist. Oh my God, I'm surrounded by them. They are everywhere. Is this sounding familiar to you? And it didn't stop there. I was watching a reality TV show and it happened again and again and again. I was analyzing these people's behaviors and diagnosing people as narcissists from my living room couch. Literally, everyone had a microscope on them and I was on high alert. Maybe you've experienced this too. If so, it is completely normal, but here's what I'm going to be focusing on today. How do you feel safe when you know there's a narcissist everywhere you turn? Does your heart rate rise every time someone says something that throws up a red flag for you? Do you freeze up thinking about meeting new people because they might be a narcissist too? Do you want to be able to meet people and not feel that fear and anxiety? Do you want to be able to watch TV shows or the news without getting triggered by people's personalities? Today, I'll be helping you with this as you struggle with the thoughts that everyone's a narcissist and how to feel safe in a world where you know there's a lot of bad out there. Welcome to the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast, a podcast specifically designed to help you heal after a toxic or narcissistic relationship. This podcast teaches you to use your subconscious mind to go from feeling stuck to set free. In here, you will learn how to use the power of your own mind to free yourself from emotional pain, move forward with confidence and experience the inner peace you deserve in your healing journey after emotional abuse. I'm your host and subconscious reprogramming coach, Allison Dagny. So let's get started. So if you're anything like me, you've probably already done a lot of research and a ton of reading and a lot of watching videos and personal education on this topic. It is really important to note that you and I are not in any place to diagnose any person. I am not a psychologist or psychiatrist or mental health evaluator of any type, so labeling someone with a personality disorder would be unfair. However, it is important for your safety to be able to recognize what kinds of traits narcissistic abusers have so that you can avoid this in the future. And there is absolutely, absolutely nothing wrong with that. You have every right to protect yourself from harm and understanding things on a deeper level can be extremely empowering to victims and survivors. Narcissistic abuse is very complex. There are different kinds of narcissists as well as differing levels of severity. You have the covert kind, the overt and malignant. There are communal and antagonistic and there are subtypes like the somatic and the cerebral. Let me just say this. I don't need a degree in psychology to know that I was dealing with abuse. Based on my own personal experience with my abuser, I believe he has traits of a covert narcissist, but again, I am not a psychologist. But to my knowledge, he has never been formally diagnosed. And you've probably experienced the same, especially if the person who abused you refuses to take accountability and or see a professional about it, which was the case for me. So. You can do your own research and you probably have you can learn all the things about narcissism and probably connect a lot of dots to your personal experiences with someone you suspect is narcissistic a simple google search reading some books and watching some videos can give you a really great idea about what to look for in someone to determine if they are narcissistic i'm going to make the assumption here that if you're listening today you already have a pretty good understanding of what narcissism is You might be thinking that the source of your anxiety is because there are narcissists around every corner. But the real reason you're feeling that fear and worry is actually coming from inside your subconscious mind. Empowering yourself with education on narcissism is absolutely going to help you feel prepared because now you know what to look out for. But the problem is you can even be an expert personality disorders, and still feel really unsafe. You can know all there is to know and still feel scared to enter into another relationship. You can feel like you have a degree in narcissism, yet still feel unsafe. Knowledge isn't what actually keeps you feeling safe. It helps, but it isn't the driver. So where is that feeling of insecurity and fear really coming from? It's coming from inside your subconscious mind. So let me ask you, what is it costing you to keep believing that your fears are being caused by an overwhelming number of narcissists out there? For me, it was costing me my peace. I couldn't even enjoy church. Today, I will be bringing the focus back to you because I love working with what's in your control. And this is what I do in my coaching program with my clients. In the beginning is where you start to feel fear and anxiety. You begin to question this new person. Everything they do is worrisome. You're on guard, constantly looking for signs and red flags. This isn't a bad thing. It's your mind's way of keeping you safe. Your mind knows how awful that experience was before, so it's trying to keep you from experiencing it again. Touch the hot stove once, but not twice, right? You've done all the research and self-education, but you still feel afraid and nothing changes. And the reason nothing changes is because you haven't gotten to the source of the fear, which again is your subconscious mind. So what can you do? Are they a narcissist or are you just on edge and relying on the trauma response of flight, like as in flight or fight, to get you the heck out of there? If you have a piece of paper and a pen and you aren't driving, I'd love for you to write this down and and write these words down just like this. I can trust myself to protect myself from abuse. I'd love to invite you to experience how it feels to say those words. Does it feel good to you or does it feel not so good? Does it feel solid or a little shaky? Does it feel icky or something you can relate to? If your first thought is, it doesn't feel good to say, I can trust myself to protect myself from abuse, then it needs some investigating and probably some work on your part. Maybe this wasn't what you were expecting, but trusting yourself is really the cornerstone of getting out from under this fear. You don't really have to know if it's narcissism and here's why. Because abuse is abuse. And if the relationship hurts, if it leaves you confused or feeling self-doubt or low self-worth, if you're having high anxiety or depression or mood swings, memory loss or unexplained physical ailments that you've never had before, then the relationship is no good for you. And it doesn't matter if they are a narcissist or not. The big question is, do you truly trust yourself to protect yourself from abuse? And if not, let's figure out why and fix it. Some people think, if I just know everything there is to know about narcissism, I'll be able to protect myself. And though this is really beneficial, if you don't trust yourself to protect yourself, well, you'll still feel afraid. Now, fast forward. Let's fast forward to a new relationship. I know you're probably thinking, what if they're nice in the beginning But then they start showing red flags later. And what if I'm just being overly sensitive and critical because of my trauma? Maybe they aren't a narcissist at all and I'm just going to ruin a good thing. What is happening here is that your conscious and subconscious mind is arguing. The conscious mind is that logical part of the mind that runs 5% of the show. It knows when things are reasonable or unsafe. But the subconscious mind is really what's running the show with a whopping 95% on its side. So if your subconscious mind is repeating thoughts that are creating fear for you, even if your conscious brain says something else, it won't matter. The 95% is too strong and wins that battle every time. This is why I work with what's inside your subconscious mind so we can get it working for you instead of against you. So let me give you an example. One of my clients was in a relationship with a new man and she had previously been abused by a narcissist for a really long time, but she really liked this new man and she wanted to be in a relationship with him. When she came to me, she was second guessing herself constantly. I could hear the arguing going on between her conscious and subconscious mind. So she would say, I just can't trust him, but he's never given me any reason not to. The part where she said I can't trust him is the subconscious mind and the he's never given me a reason not to is the conscious mind but as I said before the subconscious runs 95% so that is what will win out every single time and she will continue not to trust him even though he never gave her a reason not to so you can imagine how this relationship is going to turn out if she never trusts a man who she really wants to be with it's not going to end well and probably going to end soon She wanted to trust him, but her subconscious mind was telling her no. After she talked about it more, she revealed something from her subconscious mind. She would tell me how she wouldn't believe anything he told her. She had this recurring thought that he must be lying. So anytime they had a conversation, she was skeptical and she was questioning him about everything. On the receiving end of this, her partner was becoming increasingly frustrated and she was wondering if he was a narcissist. So let's look at this logically. This client of mine flat out told me that her partner had never given her a reason not to trust him. So I asked her, so if he's never given you a reason not to trust him, who is it you really don't trust? After thinking about this, she said to me, me, I think it's me. So I asked her, if you did trust yourself, what would you be believing about your relationship? And this is where it gets good. She's this is what she told me. I would believe that I can identify narcissistic traits easily, and I would be believing that I can stop the relationship at any time if I feel uncomfortable. And I'd be believing that I won't ever be controlled like that again. And what this told me was that she wasn't believing these things about herself now. She was actually believing the opposite that she can't identify narcissistic traits, that she can't stop the relationship at any time, and that she will be controlled like that again. And as you can see, if those are the thoughts running wild in her subconscious mind that runs 95% of the show, it's no wonder she's constantly untrusting of herself and of him. And by not trusting herself, she also wasn't trusting him. And this includes people who never give you a reason not to trust them. The more trust you have in yourself, the less you need trust in others. If they show up as trustworthy people, that's an amazing benefit to a relationship. If they don't, then you can trust yourself to see yourself out. It's not the trust that actually keeps people from betraying us or hurting us. That doesn't do anything. It's just icing on the cake. So we worked together on this for a few weeks as she practiced reprogramming these thoughts It wasn't about trying to identify narcissistic traits it was about learning to trust herself so that even if a narcissist shows up in her life that she trusts in herself to be able to take care of herself protect herself and make the best decisions for herself no matter what the reality is this there are bad people out there there are also good people out there but the only way we can feel safe is to trust ourselves first When we trust ourselves, it becomes easier to trust other people until they give us a reason not to. And then we have choices to make. This is important. You need to be aware if you actually are safe or if you actually are not safe. So I want to make sure that's really clear. If someone is harming you and you are not safe, that is different from just feeling afraid because you know there are bad people out there or there are narcissists lurking around every corner that can hurt you. And two things can be true at the same time. You can feel safe and know there are bad people out there who can hurt you. You can remove the fear and still be cognitively aware that there are dangers. It's the same way you cognitively know that there's a chance of having a car accident if you drive, but you don't feel afraid every time you get behind the wheel. You can recognize threats but not carry the fear with you constantly. So let me ask you this. If you were walking in the dark and there was rough terrain and predators lurking in the shadows, who would you want holding your hand? Would you want someone who is afraid or someone who isn't afraid? Isn't the person who isn't afraid going to be way better at seeing and hearing threats? And isn't that person who isn't afraid going to be calm as they walk along so they don't stumble and take you down with them? And isn't that person who isn't afraid going to be able to think quickly and act accordingly i'd rather have that person with me than someone who's afraid you might be with somebody who's afraid and they can have a panic attack in the middle of the dark would you want to be with that person or would you want to be with the person who is not afraid so the point i'm trying to make here is you have to be that person for yourself you have to remove the emotion and we do this by reaching the beliefs in the subconscious mind and releasing them, then we can show up very differently around people who we suspect might be a threat to us. We can think clearly, we can assess logically, we can interact effectively, we can communicate appropriately, or we can decide not to interact or communicate with these people at all. I used to struggle with this myself, but after I trained my brain differently, I see the traits in people but I no longer carry the fear. Basically, what this boils down to is one thing, trusting you and removing self-doubt. And the way you build trust in yourself and remove that self-doubt is by removing those things in the way, and those are the subconscious beliefs that are running on autopilot that create the feelings of mistrust in yourself. We have to uncover them and release them. And then you end up reprogramming your mind to think differently, Automatically, so you can feel that sense of self trust again. And when this happens, the focus isn't on if they are a narcissist or if they aren't a narcissist. It's on, I can trust myself to protect myself from abuse. That sentence I had you write down at the beginning of this podcast episode. So, show your mind how you can and how you have protected yourself in the past. And keep reminding yourself that this is also possible for you. So I work with women all the time with trusting themselves. There's an entire lesson dedicated to this in my 12-week program. And if this is something you struggle with and want some deeper support for your own healing, schedule a free one-on-one connection call with me from the link in the show notes. Or you can always reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram in the DMs. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for being here with me today in the Emotional Abuse Recovery Podcast. I hope you found value here with me. If this podcast episode was helpful to you, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave me a review. My goal is to help you go from feeling stuck to set free. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, and you can check out whentearsleavescars.com for more resources and information. Help you with your own emotional abuse recovery. Until next time, here's to believing in